what's up what's up guys what's up what's up what's up i am uh i apologize for my absence of uh of mind i know this is a weird light cell but i thought i'd try it you know what i'm saying but um welcome it's your boy it's your boy mr 200 meters or i guess how you guys know me in the show josiah um and uh i'm back i'm back to share a message that i actually recorded this morning and i hope that it will go well because i had to record it twice so this morning i woke up and i thought to myself i would want to talk about some of the uh things that have been ruminating on my mind and i guess i'll start first of all with first explaining to you guys there's something on my head so i'm gonna take it off okay oh my hair's grown <sighs> so this is so random I actually prepared to lay the hair down for this part, um, but I actually forgot to take it off. But nonetheless, um, it's been a second since I've been here, and I guess uh, the true explanation is something I'm going to kind of touch on today, um, which is um, I think in my life there was a lack of space for some of the ventures that I wanted to do. And um, yeah, life became a little bit difficult kind of for that reason um and i was unable to kind of like focus and kind of like hone in on some of the things that i felt god was speaking to me about and i guess all the transitions i was going through because i just couldn't create and i guess creativity for me is problem solving and there's nothing more frustrating than having a problem that you can't solve and uh greater than than actually feeling like your life is a problem um but i've been going through all these things and going through all these thoughts and it kept me in uh, what I would des- describe as like a happy place I was fine um, but I also, I also believe that like I guess me and my truest happiness or my truest joy points of joy are actually like truly expressing um, which is why I'm here today because I feel like I'm finally in a cadence of what feels like a good level of ability I can produce I can create um so that's what kind of like had me drop off the grid for a while, but I'm, I'm committed to trying to get back on it and I'm in a new space now. So I'm in a new house. Um, I moved to Manchester, sunny Manchester. Um, and I moved because I felt like God was leading me here um, for some reason, just leading me to this new beginning. Um, and, you know, I plugged into a great community of people and Christians who also feel the same kind of like mission. So um, it's been great so far living here. Um, but I guess the greatest thing for me has been being able to wake up and be able to produce what I see in my brain to the world and to share some of the things that sit in my heart. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about space and how impactful space is uh, towards um, creativity, outflow, all the things that you kind of need to do. Um, and space is so necessary. Um, so I'm going to take you all the way back, back to where you and I most probably met, which would have been uh, about how many years ago? So in 2022, so it would have been about six, seven years ago, six, five years ago, five, 17, 2017, five years ago, I would have started university. I would have gone into this degree um, and I would have felt called to this place called Leicester. And I would have in my heart this word that God gave me, which was, I'll put you in a place before giving you a purpose. And I would go to Leicester with this word. I would end up going to university, having some of the hardest, most humbling trials I've ever faced in my life. And then I would have to raise a GoFundMe, pay for my education, 
coincidentally start a vlog that would globally be known and begin the journey that now is my life. But in those moments before the obedience, that didn't exist. And off the back of that, um, I kind of want to share and talk about those moments which really weren't seen on screen, but also avidly defined the life I live. Um, and I don't know if I have a topic for this, but I, uh, like one topic per se, but I, I guess it's, it's more so that you guys should listen in and take what it is that you wish um, for yourselves. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the start of the story. And I remember in university, uh, God making it very clear that I should publicly like vlog everything that was going on. Hey Google, stop music. Um, and uh, sorry, there's like background brown noise. I found brown noise uh, on Spotify and it's so great. It sounds like you're in an airplane, but like, you know, not the annoying airplane bit, but the nice bit. Um, but um, I remember God kind of like making clear to me, like, um, I don't even know where my head was at. Oh my God, I've lost my, my train of thought. But I was in Leicester and um, I was going through some, some hardship. I was going through lots of crazy things. And you guys know I was getting kicked out of university and fighting this system and fighting this thing that, that I guess wasn't my fight, but, but became my fight. And yeah, God made it clear. That's where I was that I should vlog the whole process and just like document it. And I didn't know why, but like I'd start this YouTube channel and just like by accident, you just feel like, okay, great. I'm just going to create a few vlogs. Those vlogs got internationally kind of recognized and there happened to be so many changes that happened after that. Some I can't speak about, um, but, but some that absolutely paved the way of things that, that didn't happen before, which is amazing. But within all that was me stuck in the situation of, I guess, what I would describe as like humbling. You know, I felt like I was publicly disgraced and, you know, I'd, I'd faced hate and I've continued to face hate off the back of that. And, you know, like being totally kind of vulnerable to a world of people who would go to support you and then also go to cut you down. And um, I remember deeply feeling this loneliness, even though there was victory, right? Because on YouTube... I remember hosting a video where I actually like showed that I actually won student finance, I got what I needed, and that was the story done. But the but the truth was, uh, the story really only just began. So uh, after I kind of got my student finance, I've never really spoken about this. I lived the next year, academic year, homeless, um, from couch to couch, um, a library floor to library floor. And sometimes I remember I would roam the streets because I didn't know where to stay. The people I was staying with, it's either that nobody was around or people weren't picking up or whatever. So much so that there was a there was a moment where I remember before some of my final exams, I was wandering the streets and a friend of mine saw me outside her window and she called me inside and she was like, yeah, you can stay at mine. And that was like so humbling. And I remember before that calling my mom and saying, mom, I'm so tired. I'm so, so tired. But I can't come home because I know that if I come home now, the comfort that I will face will mean that I don't finish what I need to finish. So I continued uh, being supported and helped by people that were doing the best that they could, taking on such a burden. And I was in a situation I would never wish on anyone or choose, but that was my reality. And I say all this to kind of say, like, I stopped creating. I slowly watched the downfall of everything I wanted to do kind of change. And I became very responsive to circumstance so I became somebody that was good at just responding to things uh, 
until I kind of left university and then I had to begin to build things properly. And now you have to fend for yourself and have to figure out life. And you go from, from surviving to thriving and it's all these old, old, like kind of crazy challenges. And I remember coming, before moving to Manchester, uh, when I finally got the place, I was scared because I was like, mm, I'm gonna apply for this house, I'm gonna apply for everything. But like, I just need God to confirm that I'm okay to move because in my heart, like, I am not geographically tied to anywhere. I don't work for anyone specifically where I have to be in a specific location. So it's like, what some people would argue is that great security, which is I'm thankful to, for God, like, to God for kind of like allowing me to live like this. But it's also like absolute like, guy, I don't know what's next, where I'm going. And you kind of just end up having to really lean into God for whatever you might want for you. And I remember Manny said something that really like touched me. He said, Bro, I'm so happy for you because you don't know that like, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of your difficulties that you face so far in life has been, have been attached to space. Um, and I was like, wow. And then the thought that came to mind was like, how can you even take up space if you don't even have a space? How can you take up space when you don't have your space? And living in university was tough because I literally were, was in everybody's space. And I had to let things run that I probably wouldn't let run from other people because I had to be honorable and respectful because people were absolutely trying to help. Uh, whether they were helping well or not, they were trying, which is more than more than some people even get. Um, and I seldom know what I ever have to say on these podcasts, but I also believe that there's beauty in the kind of expression of these different things because I know some people are going through such hardship and when I was reflecting this morning on, on this kind of story and this journey, I was thinking, wow, look how life has changed. And it's absolutely, absolutely because I journeyed through it. And I wanna encourage somebody who's listening today to, to remember that where they are right now is not the end. And I find myself when encouraging lots of people who are dealing with hardships, who simply look at you and think, oh, it's just very easy for you. I often get asked, what is, uh, what is the thing, what is what, like, what's the thing that keeps you going? How do you deal with it? How do you keep going? And the truth is, I have no certainty about how it's gonna look, but I absolutely have certainty on who God is for me and who God is anyways, right? And I absolutely believe that like on the other side of right now, is joy and for me the answer is i believe you simply have to journey through life long enough to see yourself on the other side of what you're dealing with and that is something that you have to be absolutely committed to that right now right where you are the darkness you may face the issues and the struggle and the tension um they're but a journey that you have to pass through because there's a whole other side on the other side of it and that often is the answer uh to the question for me because how, 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 I don't know the answers. And, and I wanna encourage somebody right now to like, to like journey through, journey through what you're going through long enough that you can see the victory inside your situation. And I believe that there is victory in every one of our situations and in life. That even as I stand with you right now, I'm simply in gratitude because yeah, the last few days I've just been creating so much content and it seems small, but for me it's absolutely this testament of the fact that like, 
you know, like a pipe, when a pipe functions at its, at its highest, it's this ability for things to pass through and to go out. And when you have so much passing into you and you have no kind of exit points, you often can feel like you're combusting, like you, can, you can't bring out what you see and you, you first let this world die that you can see is needed because you just can't bring it out and you just don't know how to bring it out. It's, it's an ex form of expression that you're limited in. And like over the last few days, I feel like, wow, what has enabled me in equally right now is some of the toughest moments for me equally right now in my life, circumstantially. God has allowed it that, it, that that be the point in which things are just flowing, things are moving. And I wanna encourage somebody that the mess that it seems like you're in is is just but a testimony it's it's a message that is being written it's something beautiful and you have to just journey through it and that's really where i want to encourage people today that that need for space that exhaustion that you might face that there will come a time when you rest in the victory of your of what god has pushed you through and taken you through and he's there with you the whole time um, someone told me to read uh, Psalms 25 a couple weeks ago um, so I'm going to read it to you guys uh, Psalms 25 uh, to you O Lord I lift up my soul O my God in you I trust let me not be put to shame let not my enemies exalt over me Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame, and they shall be ashamed who are want only treacherous. I'm going to read that three again. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. In a world that is rushing, do not be ashamed to wait. And recognize who you are waiting on. Recognize that who you wait on is greater than what they might wait on. And in fact, they're not wrong when it's not worth the wait. And it's because who they're waiting on is not worth the wait. I believe as I get older and as I rest in sometimes the mess of the situations, the truth is who I wait on is every reason and every, every treasure in the wait. So indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. So if you wait on God, it says, and I, and, I, and I mean, and I believe when the Bible's written, I believe they meant it. Like, you know, the Holy Spirit meant it when he wrote it, which means he really means it when it's like, none who wait shall be put to shame. Number four, make me want to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. I'm going to pray this as well right now as you listen. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all day long. And even right now, I am telling you, I am just waiting for conclusions. I'm in like crossroads and it almost feels like every time I come and share things with you, I'm always telling you about crossroads, but I do believe as I, in life, life is just one big crossroad. And, and the beauty of the lesson I think that God is trying to teach us is we just need to get better at waiting. Getting better at waiting because the Bible says that through, through these things, through suffering, <laughs> creates uh, uh, perseverance and through perseverance, perseverance character, that there will come a time when you're not shaken or rocked by some of the difficulties of life because you have waited enough that you've built a certain perseverance that's built a certain character in you that you are 
seemingly indestructible that people look at you and think what the hell how can they handle that that there is a specific inner strength there is a being and a nature that's rolls so much inside you that 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 something can pierce you but it can't hurt you that it, it can penetrate the skin but it can't really break you that that like you know like there's a there's a nice um uh, I, I don't know if it's an idiom or like a, a nice quote um that I remember seeing on Twitter, like a Nigerian wrote, and he said, no matter the weight of an elephant, it can't cause an earthquake. Like that you get to a point where you are in a point in your life that is so weighty, but you know what's so crazy? That that when 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 Jesus said that my yoke is easy and my burden is light, that that'd be really real for you. In fact, it's such a real experience that you like, you actually live it so much so that like, people don't get how you can smile. And even you don't get it. And, but I'm saying you don't need to understand it. Just smile and just rest in that newness, rest in that joy, rest in that strength that has been defined inside of you. Number six, remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have not been from old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgression. Amen. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, and therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right, and he teaches the humble in his ways. He teaches the humble his ways. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. So this tells me that if I do keep his covenant and his testimonies, all his paths, all these paths that seem messy, treacherous, draining, they will all lead to steadfast love and faithfulness. And the steadfast love and faithfulness is one that, that sticks inside of you. It's, it's, it's totally absorbed so much like bread that it can't be separated from you. That when you just drink something, you can't separate it from you. When you eat food, you can't separate it from you. And that this steadfast love, this commitment of God's love is such that he has decided before you were born, before eternity, that he's going to love. He's going to love you and he's going to love who you are. And that there is nothing you can absolutely do about it. But there is something you should do with it. So go forth in your life and no matter the chaos, just love and love and live. And uh, I remember someone said this in church and uh, I'm gonna read it out, some of the, some of the notes and it, it's, it's, it's so profound, right? Um, um, and it said, this was a study based on like Jesus being kind of like baptized and you see that he was, you know, kind of got this uh, approval from his father before he ever did anything so jesus lived 30 years of waiting if you can say the bible records that like jesus was doing so much in the temple but the bible said that like you know the bible talks about him and his mother and that relationship but but in there the bible says that 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 he he jesus grew in stature so right now some of us have the wisdom of ages and we we, we are absolutely miracle people that we we have lived lives that are like crazy but guess what like there is still a nature that's still growing inside of you, that there is still a something that's grown so much so that you you will become uh, more, uh, that you're just growing in stature and your waiting isn't isn't for nothing, that your waiting is because there is a growing inside of you and there's a nature that is growing inside of you. So just bear that in mind. And, and I wanna encourage you all with this. And, and here's what's so beautiful about this, right? It says this, when God loves you, there's nothing you can do about it, but there is something you must do with it and uh, when you read 2 Corinthians 6, verse 4 to 5, I want to read that quickly. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 4. Let me see, guys. Corinthians 6. You know, sometimes this Bible, we ain't trying to open it quick. Okay. 
2 Corinthians 6, verse 4. How much more, so therefore, if you have disputes about such matters, sorry, this is 1 Corinthians, I was going to say this doesn't look familiar. Okay, 2 Corinthians 6. So this is Paul talking about his hardship. I'll read from three. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will, be not, will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. So he then explains every way. In great endurance, in troubles, hardships and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience and kindness, in the Holy Spirit and in sincere love. Let me read that again because some of us are in that situation, right? That some of us are going through troubles, we're going through hardships, we're going through distresses. Some of us are being beaten, we're being imprisoned. There are riots in our lives, in our hearts, in our hard work, sleepless nights, where, where there's a deep hunger. But also, we commend ourselves in the purity, understanding, the patience and kindness in the Holy Spirit and in the sincere love. And then you think to, my, you think to yourself, why the hell... How can I be beaten and how can I just deal with this? What kind of a person, like what, like God, like what type of a person, what type of a love, what, 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 is, what is so great that I would just settle being beaten and like crushed and all that stuff? What kind of a love? Why does that, what, what, like, how does that even make sense? And what makes it make sense? And here's the beautiful thing. I don't know if it makes sense, but it makes sense, you know? And here's why. And here's what, here's what they have to say about it. You go to 2 Corinthians 5, you see the answer. Verse 14, it says, for Christ's love. Let me read it from 13. It says, if we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If right now you are out of your mind, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us. So why all this will make sense, but not make sense, but has to make sense. It's because for Christ's love compels us that we are bound by a love that is sacrificially living in this direction of towards. So much so that there's nothing you, you can do about it. But, but this love is such that when you experience it and when you receive it, it compels you to do something with it. And that there alone, and here's, here's the thing that rocked me, that the only explanation for someone who gives their life for love, right, that Jesus gave his life because of his compelling love for you. And God, 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 God gave his, gave his one and only begotten son because of this compelling love he has for you. The only sense that that is, is that the only explanation for someone who gives their life for love is that love is better than life. And in this life, we will have all these circumstances and sufferings, but there is a love that's better than life. There is a life that's better than life, and that is love. And I want to encourage everybody right now that whatever you're going through, whether it be just for me, it's just a change of space, that you don't have that environment that you need to cultivate what you need to go through. Keep waiting because a moment will come where you rest in your prayers, but you have to journey long enough, journey long enough where God can show you the victory that he had always intended. And it says it in his word. It says it here. It says it in his word. It says in his word. It says, lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you, for you I wait all day long. We just have to get better at waiting.
change the attitude in your way and I want to encourage you that your waiting will not be in vain because his word his word said so not mine his word said so so I want to encourage you all I love you guys I'm going to be back I'm going to talk more about different things I'm going to talk I'm going to bring people on here um, and I'm excited uh, um, to be here with you guys and things might change up the days but uh, I'm going to be here and hopefully we'll be sharing in love and life and we can go out there to really exuberate the beauty that's inside of us I'm praying for you guys and I love you all it's been five more minutes I tried to keep it short but you know <laughs> God bless you guys take it easy God bless you